0: This is Josh Schneps, and thanks again for joining us to Schneps Connects, where we're gonna dive into another neighborhood in New York City, this time Union Square, which was one of the first neighborhoods I lived in in uh, New York City. So we're gonna be talking with Ed Janoff, who's the Deputy Director and Chief of Staff of the Union Square Partnership. He works to enhance the neighborhood's quality of life by creating a cleaner, safer, and more enjoyable environment there. Ed is an expert in park and streetscape planning in New York City, Prior to joining Union Square, he held positions at the NYC Department of Transportation, New York City Parks, and the Bryan Park Corporation 34th Street Partnership, among others. He has orchestrated many dozens of projects and programs developing and managing signature, pedestrian, and public space improvements citywide, including parks, plazas, street seats, open streets, and more. So, Ed, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here. Hi, Josh. Thanks
1: for having me on the podcast. I'm honored to be here and among some of the company you've been speaking with, like uh, business leaders and mayoral candidates were on the podcast. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm much more of a behind the scenes guy, but I hope to give you some illuminated information here for your audience. Like you said, I'm deputy director of Union Square Partnership, which is actually Union Square is uh, the city's oldest business improvement district dating back to the early 80s. Um, And so as a deputy director, I'm the urban planning lead, um, but we're a relatively small shop. So I do a little bit of everything, operations, communications, admin, et cetera. I actually grew up in this area um, on West Third Street and I went to NYU for undergrad. So this is very much uh, like home for me. And like you said, I've been working on design and development and, and management of the city's public realm for the better part of 20 years. I worked for Bryant Park and the 34th Street bid, who I know you had on the program. Um, I worked at NYC DOT, NYC Parks. Um, I ran a small nonprofit for the Parks Department in North Brooklyn. um, And I worked at Madison Square Conservancy. So I moved around a little bit, um, but mainly I've been focused on improving and activating the parks and streets of New York through these kinds of public-private partnerships.
0: Love it. it. Well, I have a soft spot for Union Square because I... uh... Lived uh, my first apartment was a, an awesome loft above Blue Water Grill, which I know is not mm. there now. I miss it, but um, you know, right on uh, the west side of Union Square, which um, you know is a thriving and bustling area. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the
1: the restaurant scene and the food scene in Union Square has been really a, a linchpin of the development of this neighborhood ever since the 90s. And we
0: have a lot of good
1: information to share about that in general.
0: Living in Union Square, I always um, recognized that Union Square was kind of an area that people came to congregate, whether it was a celebration or a protest or, you know, anything else for that matter. It always seemed to be a point of people, you know, congregating, coming together, obviously the transportation is is phenomenal. It's like on top of all those, you know, lines, but could you just share like what it's been like through, you know, the pandemic and black lives matters. I mean, how has union square played a role just in terms of open space where people have come out to, uh, to, to really congregate?
1: Sure. Well, um, you know, union square, like you mentioned, it's, a really new yorkers new york kind of space and transportation is of course key it's the fourth busiest transit uh, subway station in the system and that's after grand central times square and penn station which are all these big regional Mm -hmm. commuter hubs but union square is really a place for and of new yorkers and it's a place where you you know it's a really mixed use neighborhood it's got these institutions like the green market and mount sinai hospital con edison nyu the new school and it was really on this great upward trajectory leading into the pandemic where transit use was near all-time high city bike ridership was doubling we got hit hard like everybody else did during the pandemic but you know the green market really was an important uh, foot traffic driver that continued Mm -hmm. to stay open for everybody um, providing fresh food providing business for farmers and Our foot traffic now is is about 60 to 70 percent of normal, and we expect an even bigger bump um, heading into the fall. So, you know, because it's got that local flavor, um, because it's used so much by the local residential population and New Yorkers, it's really um, poised to bounce back uh, in the recovery.
0: Question for you. How large is that um, green market for people that don't know? And when is it open that people can be aware of it? Because it really is an amazing part of the city. Um, so
1: the Union Square Green market is grow NYC's flagship green market, um, and it's open four days a week, so it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And so if you are coming to you know the Union Square Green Market on a Friday or a Saturday, it really does feel like things are relatively normal. The, the mm-hmm. area is extremely busy, um, and so that's one of the things that as it stayed open, even during the height of the pandemic, um, it really helped people feel like you know, life was still proceeding. And it, it's important to note that not only does this provide a lot of fresh food for restaurants and for residents of the neighborhood, it's also Grow NYC's highest uh, food stamp use location. So it's providing a lot of food to low income New Yorkers. So mm-hmm. it's just a really, really important uh, destination and something that continues to drive foot traffic to the neighborhood.
0: You know, just to visually understand, where is your footprint? Is it beyond just the square itself? Um, So the bid goes all the way east to First Avenue and okay. then west over to Sixth
1: Avenue and all the buildings around Union Square. And, you know, we also are a local development corporation that extends as far north as 20th Street. So wow. we have a, a relatively large service area.
0: Terrific. Now talk about the the heart of the park. I know that there was some construction projects or improvement projects going on if you could just share, you know, what some of the most recent projects are and what improvements have been made.
1: Sure. Well, first, you know, on the private sector side, there's been a lot of investment coming into Union Square. We have the renovation of the historic Tammany Hall building, which is on Union Square East and 17th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, Whole Foods is expanding. There's a target coming into the Zackendorf Towers at 14th Street and Union Square East. And we're really excited this fall for the opening of the tech center building, which is at 14th Street and Irving Place. Um, so that's a, a, you know, a new city project with the developer RAL, and it's going to include a tech training center and a new urban space food hall inside of it. So um, on the private side, there's been a lot of investment coming, but then you might have heard the Union Square Partnership this winter released the Union Square 14th Street district vision plan, which is a, a major visioning project that we've been working on as a bid for the past number of years, um, which envisions uh, Union Square to be what we're saying is the most accessible space in New York City.
0: Mm. So
1: that means that Union Square um, is easy to get to, it's welcoming and inclusive and enjoyable to be in and get around. And And some of the proposals are, a 33% increase in pedestrian space, building on the new busway to make 14th Street into a, a world-class boulevard and transitway, and all kinds of different uh, streetscape and street furniture improvements. You know, when this vision plan was covered, and you, you can see it on our website, uh, it drew a lot of comparisons to some of the open space improvements in cities like Barcelona and Paris, and that's really how we see Union Square, a world-class you know, open space to attract people from all over. And, and it's important to note that we see you know, our role as a bid is to steward this kind of a neighborhood vision through times of, of crisis and fiscal crisis so that we can make sure that we continue to incrementally improve and that the neighborhood continues to develop over time.
0: Talk about the busway, because obviously that was a huge, you know, issue creating a busway on 14th Street. So can you share a little bit about, you know, how that has impacted the community and, you know, potentially what benefits and or downsides came out of that? Uh, Really, the busway has
1: been great for the neighborhood. It increased ridership on the M14 line by 15%. Mm. And looking at our numbers, you know, sources of other traffic the neighborhood stayed constant. So this is really bringing a lot of new people to the neighborhood. It fostered connections that, you know, maybe people hadn't thought about before. Union Square to the Lower East Side, Union Square to the Highland and the Meatpacking District. Uh, it's just an exciting new way to get around. And it's it's really fast and convenient and safe. It was very important after the pandemic. I think people, sort of preferred staying above ground for a little while and so Mm -hmm. um, it really is a great service and amenity to our neighborhood and an important foot
0: traffic driver. You know I always felt safe in Union Square even in the middle of the night Um, and I know there's even uh, you know I guess a NYPD station in the uh, in the subway below Union Square but you also have an operations team that works with law enforcement. Can can you talk a little bit about that because that's certainly safety is a big topic right now in the city.
1: Yeah, it is, and and you know Union Square can be a, a hectic place at times with everything that's going on here. Um, it really is this you know heartbeat of New York City location. Um, you know with the farmers market and the art vendors and street performers and, and you know special events and demonstrations. So um, it really does take a lot to keep it clean and safe. Um, but our operations team works seven days a week, morning to night, just keeping an eye on the area, mm-hmm. um, providing services and coordinating the responses among our city agencies because clean and safe is always our our top priority so as you mentioned pd does have a a headquarters transit headquarters in union square the 13th precinct does an amazing job they have a detail in the park and from union square partnerships perspective you know a a typical day for our team would look like you know we're out there at 5 a.m we've got a a contractor power washing the the sidewalks Um, At 6 a.m., our clean team is picking up litter and bagging trash. 7 a.m., our landscaper is grooming the park and the flower beds. 8 a.m., we're putting out tables and chairs in the public spaces. 9 a.m., we're cleaning stickers and graffiti. And then 10 a.m., and really all day, we're we're just watching the area, communicating with our city partners, PD, parks, DOT, homeless surfaces, just making sure the area stays vibrant and uh, is safe and functional. It's a lot of work and I would give a shout out to our operations director, Tom DeRusso and ops manager, McLaurin's Glenn, our clean team contractor, Street Plus and again, the 13th Precinct. It's really worth it because you know, like you said with all this intensity of activity, it still feels like a safe place. It's still a place where parents can go and you know, in Union Square Park, you can see parents letting go of their kids' hands when they're walking through the park. And I think that's a testament to how safe it continues to be here.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you, you mentioned Parsons earlier, and I remember, and which I assume is still there, NYU had a huge uh, housing on uh, the west side of Union Square. Is that still there?
1: Yeah, NYU has housing all over Union Square. Um, they're planning to be bringing uh, most of their students back to the dorms with all kinds of health and safety protocols. That's just another one of the many layers of activity yeah. that go into Union Square that make this really uh, robust, you know, foot traffic and retail environment
0: it also keeps it 24/7 because the kids are always either going to class or out at night so you know i always found it to be you know a, a big pedestrian kind of boom in the evenings cuz you know the kids are always out and about and there's a lot of them
1: that's true and you know as a as a planner i look at the the real mixed-use character of Union Square. The ratio of office workers to residents is about two to one, and that's that's a little bit unique in New York City. You go a mile to the to the north, and it's ten to one. It's it's totally an office district mm-hmm, in Midtown. Mm-hmm. And you go down to the Village, and and that that ratio flips completely. It's much more residential. But here in Union Square, you've got this baseline of residents. You've got you know you've got the students. You've got visitors, although it's not an overwhelmingly tourist area. And then you've got all these New Yorkers coming through, doing their daily activities, going to jobs, going shopping. Um, It really does have this amazing local flavor to it.
0: You know, you talked a lot about the public space, all the tables and chairs and umbrellas. I remember that there was a restaurant bar in the heart of uh, the park. Is, Is that still being operated?
1: Yeah. And, you know, you'll give me an opportunity to bring up the fact that Since 2020, over 30 new businesses have opened in the Union Square area. So it really continues to be a place that people want to do business. And most of those have been actually food service businesses. Um, We did have a new Sephora open up on 14th Street. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rookie uh, Designer Children's Apparel Store opened up on Union Square West. Um, and Freehold is the new concession that's in the Park Pavilion on 17th Street, and I really encourage people to go there. It's, it's open, it's breezy, it's yes. a great place for distancing and, and airflow, um, and I encourage people to check out, uh, it's still restaurant week, uh, summer restaurant week through August 22nd, um, and so on our website, we have a list of all the uh, food service establishments in the Union Square area that are participating. You can get lunch or dinner for $21 or $39 at Union Square Cafe or Boucherie or Oceans or you know all the restaurants. Uh, really a good list on our website.
0: Is that the same freehold that operates in Williamsburg, Brooklyn?
1: Williamsburg, Brooklyn and in Miami, um, oh, it is terrific. the same freehold. You can get cocktails and you can get pizzas and light dishes. It's uh, really a nice experience in Union Square.
0: That's fantastic. It's good to know. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, just the other, the retail landscape, because it really has changed over the years, just in the park itself, the perimeter of the park, um, just to so, give people a sense of the the diverse, I guess, retail, because it it has changed over the years.
1: So it, it has changed, but it's also anchored by these like longtime family-owned institutions like Strand Books and Paragon Sporting Goods um, mm-hmm. and Rothmans. And it's, You know, there's been an increase in the amount of um, apparel and in the amount of um, beauty and spa services, a lot of fast casual, that's been a trend all over. Um, The restaurant scene has continued to hold steady here. Um, There's still a lot of books, more art supplies. It's one of the most diverse retail mixes, I think, that you'll find anywhere in the city.
0: I have to give a shout out to Chopped, because I think that was like the first real like salad place That was ever created, which is right off of uh, Union Square West. And that was, I think, their first location. Now they've expanded. Now a lot of other, you know, concepts have come since then.
1: I think you can get a great salad if you walk 50 feet in any direction from Union Square. (laughs)
0: Let alone the ethnic cuisine, that's for sure. Any word in what's going to be coming to the Blue Water Grill Space? That was such a magnificent, you know, architecturally speaking space.
1: Well, you know how the real estate industry is. There's a lot of buzz and I hear yes. that there is a, a tenant coming, but I'm not, uh, I'm not underprivileged to speak about
0: it. Yet. All right. Well, we're going to have to talk afterwards so you can, yeah. you know, I can try to get it out of you for our editors. But, you know, <laughs> it's really a magnificent um, building and, and such a beautiful architecture for that restaurant. You know, we have a new administration that will be coming in. Uh, a lot of new city council members, a lot of new government leaders, including mayor. You know, your ears to the ground, what issues are most important that you think need to be addressed as far as you're concerned in in your part of the city.
1: Well, I mean, I think we've heard a lot about um, the perception of public safety, wanting to make sure that people feel safe to come back to offices and that we are, are doing everything we can to support businesses and attract tourism. I think there's been a lot of help that we've tried to coordinate. Um, in terms of financial support to our local businesses. But more than anything, we wanna see the foot traffic come back. So Mm -hmm. we've been ourselves doing a lot of digital marketing. We have a campaign called Reunion Square that's aimed at local regional visitors with the idea that you know, as you get back to socializing and going out and shopping, uh, Union Square is the perfect place to meet up and do that. And so we really wanna see um, our candidates Focusing a lot on what they can do to attract people back to offices and back to visitation to support the hotels and, and hospitality.
0: Well, I have to tell you, my, my brother-in-law works right above what used to be coffee shop. I guess now it's Chase Bank, but they've been back for months and it's, you know, for them, it's, a, it's just such a great location because of accessibility to work there
1: yeah it's very convenient. There's great services in Union Square. as I said, our foot traffic is a is approaching seventy percent of normal wow. um, and we're expecting even more to wow. come back in the fall so there's there is continues to be a lot of activity here, and you know we're doing everything we can to make sure that people feel safe and that it's enjoyable and it's the neighborhood that everybody loves and wants to be in.
0: yeah, I think September is like a big test because the city's always relatively speaking, you know, a little quieter in the summer, July and August, but I think September will be a real, you know, testament to, to how the city's going to fare with offices coming back or not.
1: Yeah, we recently did a survey, a return to work survey among the businesses in our area, and, and over 90% of the respondents said that they'll have people back in their offices wow. um, okay. in, in September. Um, so that, you know, that, that's a mix of full-time and part-time, but we really are seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of good participation here in Union Square.
0: You know, you talked about tourism because I'm a big advocate that you have to get out there and support your small business and and also staycations. People come from other parts of the city, you know, to stay. You you also have a number of hotels. You have that huge W Hotel, if I'm not mistaken, on the north was the northeast corner of uh, Union Square right on Park.
1: That's right. The W Hotel on the northeast corner, we've been working with them to do a lot of promotions to um, national and international audiences, Um, you know, spend, uh, spend a day, spend a weekend, spend a week in Union Square. There's still so much open and so much to do here.
0: Well, we have to tell everybody to go out there and, and visit the city, visit other parts of the city that you don't typically do and support the businesses. But Union Square, you know, is so unique in that it's such a massive hub, yet it has so much open space. And Ed, I really appreciate you being here and, and sharing a little bit more about the community.
1: Thanks. And I just want to leave by mentioning, you know, we have a lot of exciting artwork in Union Square this year. There's a sculpture right now on Union Square East called To Only Other uh, by the artist Madabi. Um, and that's at 15th Street in Union Square East. And last week, we worked with these amazing street artists, Work and Garaluz to paint a street mural on 14th street between Union Square West and Broadway. Um, mm-hmm. So it's got, uh, you know, birds and flowers. It's a message of uh, unity and resilience. Um, and so you can see a really colorful mural on the street on 14th street next to the busway. Um, and then we're also expecting this fall um, to, to host a traveling exhibit, uh, these uh, sculptural pieces, these large sculptural piece, pieces of, Uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Congressman John Lewis but you're going to see these three pieces of art will all be in Union Square at the same time and you know this is something that you can come and appreciate out in the open air it's safe it's outdoors it's uh, something that you can do uh, without crowding so there's so many different things that you can do in Union Square if it's you know shopping or dining or or seeing art or just enjoying the park Um, I really think it's a great place for people to come and be.
0: And then let's not forget, you always have that holiday uh, shopping market, right? We are
1: very excited to report that the holiday market will be coming back this November. Terrific. So that would just be another great outdoor shopping experience and something that really makes New York feel like it's back.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's a signature of Union Square during the holidays for sure.
1: Absolutely. We, We are really focused on having a great holiday here in Union Square. And that reminds me that our restaurants are all reporting that Um, they are filling up with reservations for holiday parties. So if you are thinking about doing a holiday party at a restaurant, make your reservations now.
0: Or any other celebrations. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Great to hear from you and great to hear uh, Union Square is is holding strong.
1: Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Really appreciate being here and uh, looking forward to more episodes.
0: My pleasure. And likewise. Make sure to subscribe to Schneps Connects wherever you get your podcasts or stream us online at podcast.schnepsmedia.com.